Welcome back to Half the Battle. I'm your host as always, Daniel Levy, and man, how badass has this Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series been? I mean, not only do we have the pleasure and the honor, the privilege of having Snoop Dogg as the commentator, I mean, that's good enough, watching fights with Snoop, but man, these kids are really going out there and delivering. I mean, the first week we had Boston Salmon, Kurt Holobo came through in flying colors, that kid Sean O'Malley, oh my god, people were going crazy for him. And then obviously, this last week, Neil and Roberson came through in flying colors with first round knockouts. But this week, there's two kids that I feel like have a really good chance to go out there and put on a show. And I'm talking about Kyler Phillips and John Costaneda. I mean, we're talking about two guys that with Kyler Phillips, look, he's undefeated. He's a Carlson Gracie brown belt. And this guy is super dominant with his grappling. But make no mistake about it, he can knock people out with head kicks too. And he feels like this is just his destiny. He says he says he's in the Matrix and he's going to go out there and unplug his opponent. That's how confident he is. We're also talking to the sexy Mexi, John Castaneda. This is a guy that knocked out UFC vet Chris Beal. And if you don't remember Chris Beal, I mean he had one of the most devastating flying knee knockouts in UFC history, and this kid John went out there and knocked him out on Combate America, and now he gets the chance to prove himself on Dana White Tuesday Night Contender. So we're going to be catching up with both guys. But first up, John Costaneda, here we go. And joining me now is the man competing this Tuesday on Dana White Tuesday Night Contender. I'm talking about John Castaneda. John, welcome back to After Battle. Thank you, brother. Thanks for having me today. Oh, you got it. And real quick, did I pronounce your last name correctly? Absolutely. That was perfect pronunciation, even with the accent. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, I was trying to get it right, man. You know, I was trying to make sure I was one of the only to have to get it right, and I did. But, man, look, you're going out there this Tuesday, UFC Fight Pass. I mean, this is going to be a hell of a fight. Dana Wyatt, Tuesday Night Contender. How do you feel about uh, this opportunity? I feel great about the opportunity. You know, I think that this is uh, its just another fight for me. You know, I've, I've fought some high-level dudes recently, and obviously Chayden um, is going to be no different. You know, he's a tough guy coming from a tough camp, and I expect nothing different. You know, I know that um, it's its a little bit more added pressure, being as how it's in front of Dana White, Sean Shelby, you know, all these guys. But, you know, I don't think it's going to bother me at all. Um, I'm pretty focused and uh, I kind of get tunnel vision when I'm in my fights, regardless of the setting, regardless of who's watching. So, And man, it's such a cool matchup because, look, we all know that Mexicans are some of the toughest warriors in all of combat sports, but you're taking on a Hawaiian, and we also know Hawaiians are some of the toughest warriors in combat sports. How do you feel about this Mexico versus Hawaii uh, situation we got going on? Mexico versus Hawaii, yeah. I mean, like you said it, you nailed it. You know, it's where both of our ethnicities are known for just being good, good at combat sports, you know, uh, that relentless attack, um, never give up style. But uh, I think that the level of competition that both I have faced and he has faced is going to affect the fight, how the fight goes. You know, I have a lot more experience in fight-wise and a lot. I've also, you know, fought a lot of higher-level guys as opposed to my opponent, Chayden, um, who has fought really, really nobody. You know, his most recent fight uh, to get to 6-0, and he fought a guy who was 0-1. You know, the fights before that, 
Um, he's never fought anyone with a winning record by any means. They're coming off of a win even. So, you know, I just know that I, I have fought uh, tougher guys as of recent, uh, but that's not to say that this isn't going to be a tough fight. You know, he's obviously, like you said, he's a uh, Hawaiian. He's coming out of a, a top camp in Hawaii, training with the likes of Max Holloway, Russell Wayne, you know, all, uh, all these UFC stars. So I know he's going to be tough. I'm not underestimating him by any means, but uh, I think I have an advantage. Now, John, look, you mentioned that you have more experience than him. You feel like you've fought tougher guys. And look, your last fight was against a UFC vet in Chris Beal. I mean, this is a guy that has one of the top 10 greatest knockouts in UFC history. I mean, we all saw that flying knee that he landed. And uh, you went out there, you knocked him out. What was it like knocking out a UFC vet in Chris Beal? You know, I'm not going to lie. Knocking out Chris Beal was, uh, it was a good accomplishment. But to me, I still have a lot to prove to myself. You know, Chris Beal is a big name, but by by no means was he in his time. You know, I, I'm going to be honest. I beat him as he was coming off of a few-fight losing streak. You know, I, I didn't fight the 10-fight the win streak Chris Beal. So I still have a lot to prove to myself. Um, not to say that I haven't beat any tough guys before Chris Beal because I have. Um, you know, all of my eight eight straight wins have been guys against winning records coming off of wins, uh, those young up and comers fight win streaks, you know, um, they're all there. And so obviously with the UFC vet, uh, Chris Beal, yes, it's a good accomplishment, but I feel like I've had a little bit more notable wins than that. I mean, that's very humble of you to say, but John, you know, the reality of this in the fight game is that when you get a win over a UFC vet, they automatically take notice of you. Right. No, I pre- yeah, I and I understand that. Yeah, that makes sense. But uh yeah, I'm just I'm just ready to get out there and showcase my skills against Shaden. You know, that's that's the task at hand right now. Um uh, but yeah, no, I agree. You know, obviously you beat a UFC vet, someone who's fought at the highest level and you showcase them like that, it's you know, obviously it, it does put a little radar on your name for sure. Well, it put a radar on your name. Now you're fighting on Fight Pass this Tuesday night. How do you feel about the matchup itself? Uh, I feel great about the matchup. You know, I know Chayden is a little bit longer, um, aggressive style. You know, I wasn't able to watch a lot of his previous fights. It's really hard to, to um, find some fight film on, but I know that he he's a longer style of body, um, Thai style. I know, I think he has some good wrestling credentials, you know, but and I'm expecting a war. I'm expecting a good fight. Um, he, you know, he's a decorated, decorated athlete coming from a good gym. So, you know, stylistically, though, I think I'm fast. I think I'm stronger. I'm definitely more experienced than him, and I'm obviously better looking. So <laughs> That's right. So, look, man, tell me about your experience uh, fighting with Combate because, man, they're doing big things. Yeah, Combate America's, uh, no, they absolutely are doing big things. You know, from in a little bit over two years, they went from fighting at the Las Vegas D Hotel in a parking lot to now being, you know, hosting fights in Mexico City, being on UFC Fight Pass at ESPN. You know, they are. They're making big, uh, big waves in the MMA community. Uh, it was nice fighting for them. I think that as my career has taken off, it's it's uh, it evolved from local fights, having some success there, and then having a little bit of uh, international or not sorry international, but uh, fights all over the country with Combate Americas, um, fighting some higher level guys there. And now it's I feel like I'm ready for that next step, which is you know with the UFC fighting even even guys. Um, I feel like I'm. I'm young in this sport. I still have a lot, a lot of years to learn and develop, and I'm nowhere near my peak. You know, I've 
I graduated school two years ago. I moved to the academy in Minneapolis, Minnesota, under Greg Nelson. And in two years, I feel like my, every aspect of my game has evolved. Um, but I'm, you know, it's only been a short two years. I still have plenty of years under my belt to develop my game to get better. And I'm nowhere near my peak, so this is a good test for me, Jaden. And I'm just, I'm just ready to keep climbing that ladder, you know. Man, obviously you're young, the future is bright, but let me ask you your opinion on the current UFC bantamweight division. The reason I want to know, man, is because, you know, for example, last week there was an incredible matchup between Tomas Almeida and Jimmy Rivera. I mean, when you see fights like that, are you at all like, man, one day I'm going to be in there competing with these guys? Absolutely. Oh, man, I, I compare myself to when I'm watching bantamweight in the UFC all the time. You don't know how many times I've been there watching a UFC card and I'm like, man, I could really, really like hurt this guy <laughs> on the TV screen right here. You know, uh, I'd actually did catch that fight. So Thomas Almeida versus uh, Jimmy Rivera, that was a high level fight. You know, those guys are obviously both top 10. Um, Jimmy Rivera is no joke. I actually was actually offered to fight Jimmy Rivera on very, very short notice. Oh yeah. Um, before I fought Chris Beal. Um, it was about, I believe like six, six or seven days notice. It was his last fight when Brian Caraway pulled out. Uh, Brian Caraway pulled out of the fight, and they were trying to, you know, last minute find a, a replacement for, for Jimmy Rivera. And, you know, I was, at the time, I was walking very heavy. Uh, not very heavy, but not enough for me to be able to uh, make the weight and perform at my highest level, you know. And, and at those last minute calls, you know, they, they're good in a sense. You're doing the UFC a favor, but you want to be able to a make weight and b perform at least at least somewhat to your capability, you know. And I don't think I was able to do either, so I I unfortunately had to decline that fight. But um, it I, it did kind of light a fire under my butt, you know. Since then I've uh, I've beat Chris Beal, and now I'm just walking around at a lighter weight, you know, just staying ready um, weight wise. You know, I'm always staying ready. I'm in always in fight shape. I'm training six days a week, twice a day, regardless of whether I have a fight coming up or not. So this is my full-time job. You know, I, I opted out of uh, a full-time career after I graduated school to pursue MMA full-time, and it's paid off. You know, I've won eight straight fights now, and uh, I just need to walk around a little lighter, which I have been doing. So I'm ready for all, all short-notice fights. And uh, I was obviously given eight weeks to prepare for this one, so I'm more than ready. You know, I'm, I'm ready to showcase my skills on Tuesday night. And man, I mean, that's a very smart decision on your choice because look, Jimmy Rivera is a guy that, you know, he's 21 and one, he's number three in the world. He's the kind of guy that you want to have a full training camp. If you're going to go in there and fight that guy, you don't go in and miss weight on a week notice to fight Jimmy Rivera. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yep. And as a result, you've been blessed with the opportunity this Tuesday, Dana White Tuesday Night Contender, you and Shaden. If it were up to you, John, how would this fight go down? If it were up to me, I uh, I really want this fight to stay on the feet. You know, this. Uh, I know Shaden, you know, when I was 6-0 or undefeated when I was first starting out my amateur career, I wasn't developed at all. And I think that's where Shaden is right now. I think that he's a tough guy. He tries to blitz you, take you down, you know, be aggressive. I don't think he's as technical as me. I really want to. I really want the fight to stay standing up, and I want to knock him out in the second round. Well, I was just about to say, look, your last three fights in a row have all been knockouts. Are you looking to continue that trend? But you just answered the question. It looks like you are. No, I'm going for knockouts. I'm going for finishes. 
regardless of whether there's a bonus on the line or a, a second paycheck on the line, you know, whatever it may be. I'm that's that's my fighting style. I've I've learned that after you know after like you said my last three fights, I've really been able to put it together and get the finish at some point in the fight. And I think that I'm just going to keep it rolling this uh, this Tuesday night. Well, John Castaneda, it's been an absolute pleasure. Let the audience know where they can follow you on social media. Thanks for taking the time to speak with me right here, right now on Half the Battle. And anything else you want to let the fans know, go ahead, man. Yeah, absolutely. You guys can follow me at, on Instagram, John Castaneda underscore, on Twitter, at SexyMexy135. Otherwise, uh, anywhere you guys, anywhere else you guys just search my name, John Castaneda, and I appreciate you guys for the support, and thanks for having me on the show. Joining me now is the man competing this Tuesday night on Dana White Tuesday Night Contender on UFC Fight Pass. I'm talking about Kyler Phillips. Kyler, welcome to Half the Battle. How's it going, man? It's Matrix. Go- oh, man, it's going amazing. How are you? Doing great. Just uh, at the Palms Casino in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. So... So, dude, why do they call you the Matrix, man? Call me the Matrix because uh, not only am I in a whole different dimension, a whole different level, but I'm nine steps ahead. I'm in a completely different world, and once people step across the cage from me, they're in my world. I control their thoughts. I control every movement they're going to make, and whatever they buy, I'm going to – capitalize on it and take them out and unplug them from the system now dude i mean look i've watched a bunch of your regional scene fights your jujitsu is absolutely nasty i mean you're well-rounded don't get me wrong but can you tell me a little bit about your jujitsu background i heard some carlson gracie in there am i right yep yep so i started jujitsu when i was three years old at the gracie academy um competed a lot as a child and then uh i've been with carlson gracie since i was 13 and yep i won the jiu-jitsu ibjf worlds in 2012 um still can't wait i'm gonna try to get that um uh to win the world at black belt one of these days hopefully win the abu dhabi uh, worlds and the ufc championship you're currently a brown belt or a black belt i'm a brown belt okay and uh i mean obviously only your instructor, your professor, the master, only he knows the answer to this. But if you were to guess, how far away are you from that black belt? Uh, I'm pretty close. A lot of people I would com- I uh, competed with even a few years ago are all, or a lot of them are black belts now. But, um, you know, that's not up to me. I've been on a different path, too. I've been training because I was strictly doing more jiu-jitsu when I was younger. And I was on that path just competing jiu-jitsu. And now... I'm strictly focused on MMA and um, oh, pretty much everything. Still jiu-jitsu, but um, not you know on three times a day training jiu-jitsu. So um, it's not up to me. Oh, well, it is up to me, but um, you know that's it's gonna come. I'm not worried about that. So I mean, I know you got a love for Gracie jiu-jitsu. Did you see uh, Brian T. City Ortega last night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's from the Gracie Academy, too. That's awesome. He got that guillotine. Um, yeah, he's looking great. He looks awesome. His footwork's good. His boxing's looking good. Um, and, of course, his jiu-jitsu's great. So, congrats to him. Dude, I couldn't even believe it, you know, because I actually thought uh, his opponent, Renato Moicano, was on his way to winning a clear decision. But out of nowhere, it shows you uh, 
You know, it's good to have some jujitsu in your back pocket. Yeah, definitely. I think I think starting from the ground up is a is a good way to go. So, Kyler, tell me, man, because look, obviously we've been talking about your great jujitsu background, but when you take a, a gander at your record, you watch some of your fights. You got a lot of first round knockouts too, man. So you know, if people think that you know you're just some jujitsu guy, they might uh, wake up looking up at the lights. Yeah, I mean, I was also a CIF uh, wrestling champion. I wrestled a lot of Greco freestyle also, and um, so I can wrestle. You know, I can I can stand. I'll sit there and throw hands, but I can kick. I've been kicking for my whole life, so. Um, yeah, it's fun to me. It's just really fun, and I feel like I'm putting the pieces of the puzzle together, and I'm starting to blend the arts without separating them. You know what I mean? So they're separated in a sense, but in the Matrix, I'm I'm allowed to blend them together where it's all one art, which is mixed martial arts and Nikito Kai. Where did this mentality come from? Um, it just came from experience it came from time and it came from the people i know uh the people that have guided me hanchi nico um you know he's helped me out in the the past three years just you know showing me the the, the beautiful colors of the martial arts and not making it so black and white anymore so i've been exploring different aspects of the game i've been exploring into the weapons I've been exploring into point sparring, you know, karate. I did some, some tournaments, um, you know, getting back into doing some judo. So it's, it's all fun. It's, it's just a lifestyle and I couldn't be more proud of where I'm at right now. And I, it's just the beginning and I'm excited for the future. Now, Kyler, do you teach as well? Yes. Yes. I teach. Um, we teach at uh, Two Knuckle Sports MMA Academy in Surprise, Arizona. Uh, we got, we just opened up a, a new dojo at a at a good big place, so I'm pretty excited. Um, we're I'm starting the jiu-jitsu program there too, the Carlson Gracie affiliate. So it's gonna get it's gonna get pretty pretty packed in there, and we got a lot of good kids coming up. You know, people that just need a grasp onto something. It's going to help them in their, and guide them in their life. And I feel like martial arts is one of those things that that just really not only helps your confidence, but helps you decide who you are, you know, especially when it comes to MMA. And that's what's so different about what we teach is we don't specialize in one area. We specialize in all different areas so people can kind of go towards what they're inclined to do, you know. Yeah, no, the reason I asked you why you teach is because obviously you're a pretty cerebral guy and, you know, being in martial arts for a long time, the people that that fight and also teach, they tell me that it helps them, you know, get better with their techniques and sharpen everything and relearn the things that they might overlook. Do you agree with that? Yes, I do agree. And, um, yeah, I think that, you know, teaching is just a mirror. You know, it's a reflection of you. You know, if you're teaching, whether it's kids, adults, old, young women, you know, um, it's a reflection of you when, when they learn the technique and they can apply it, you know. So the application is the most important part. But if you could take somebody, instill it into their mind and help them to get to that next level, it's really cool watching somebody 
you know, take what you've taught them and, and add a little a bit of their spice to it. Now, Kyler, man, look, you've knocked dudes out with kicks. You've tapped people out with uh, with your Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. But you've also gone out there, used your wrestling, and grinded people out as well. So, I mean, what's your favorite way to get your arm raised inside the cage? Oh, man, I just – I really – and because I'm a true martial artist and I have honor in, the, in all the arts and respect, so I respect all the arts. Any way that I can get the finish, you know, is – the way to go because as an as a martial artist for self-defense purposes on the street martial arts you're defending yourself on the street you should be able to take the person out because you're gonna have to on the street there is no decision on the street you know so yeah <laughs> unless, unless the other person's not in shape so yeah if if, if i take him out with a kick if i take him out with the knee a punch an elbow uh spinning you know and a choke, a calf crank, a heel hook, anything. It's just, it's extraordinary to see, you know, uh, martial arts displayed in different ways. Absolutely. Now, what's your opinion on uh, your opponent, James Gray? From what I've seen, now I'm not the guy stepping in there on Tuesday, but from what I've seen, he has a similar game to you, but I feel like you're more sharp, you're sharper out there. What's your opinion? Yeah, um... I give respect, you know, hats off to him. I give respect for him for, you know, training the martial arts and doing jiu-jitsu and stuff. But at the end of the day, uh, I'm going to unplug him from the system, like I said, and I'm going to take him out because I've done the reps more more times. Uh, I'm sharper. I'm younger. I'm ready to go. And he's on his way out. Another thing is he's coming off a two-year layoff. Are you planning to put it on him right out the gate? Yeah, of course. Mentally, physically, he's he's not going to want to be in there once once the cage shuts. He's going to realize he's in the totally different world. He's he's in my world. He's not going to be in his world. He's not going to be comfortable, and there's going to be no way that he's going to even understand what I'm doing. <laughs> hey, so Kyler, listen, man, you're in Vegas, and obviously in Vegas. It's perfectly legal to gamble. Now, they're gonna make they're gonna make odds on your fight. You think you and your friends are gonna put down a bunch on yourself, uh, knowing what kind of matchup this is? Uh, man, I, maybe I would have yesterday, but me and my friend we just lost. Uh, we gambled a bunch of money away yesterday, but it's all good. Oh, what you pick? You picked Damian Maya or something? No, no, just on the tables. And just, okay. <laughs> just playing in Vegas, so I'm, I'm kind of over-gambling for now. Hey, but you can always bet on yourself and get it right back. Oh, so I, could, I didn't even know that. I didn't know I could bet on myself. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. The way, the way it works, because, you know, I, I've asked a lot of fighters this on the show, and a lot of them, you know, think like, oh, shit, would I get in trouble doing that? And here, here, here's how it goes. If you bet against your, if you bet against yourself, that's completely against the law. Like you can't be doing shit like that. But you can bet as much as you want on yourself. Dang. Maybe we'll check the. I haven't. I've never really been a gambler, but uh, <laughs> we'll see if somebody wants to put some money down. Yeah, exactly. Tell your friends, right? So, man, look, it's going down this Tuesday on UFC Fight Pass. You've been waiting for this opportunity for a very long time. And uh, the stars are going to align. You're going to go out there with James Gray. If it's up to you, how's this fight going to go down, Kyler? 
he's just like I said, he's getting unplugged from the system, and uh, he's he's gonna get stopped. He's gonna get stopped pretty abruptly. And um, yeah, just any information for the fans or whoever, they gotta understand and take the red pill. Taking the red pill is becoming a believer in the matrix, and the only way is to take that pill. Now, real quick, man, because, you know, based off your mentality and the way you're talking, you're a super confident guy, and confidence goes a very long way in the sport because you'll see people that are talented, but they don't believe in themselves, so they don't go far. Then you see other people who, you know, they might not – you know, you remember when Matt Brown was on that big win streak? You know, the guy's not the, the best athlete in the world, but he had that will to win. He wanted it so badly. So where do you see yourself in the UFC bantamweight division, man? Oh, I've already I've already seen that belt around my my way so many times. Since I was six years old, I've been wanting to be uh, a UFC champion. Me and my dad used to watch UFC fights, Pride fights, and I compete in different martial arts. And I always wanted this. And no, I didn't I didn't just want it, but I've I've done the reps and I've done the thousands of reps, and I'm still coming. It's just the beginning. I'm 22 right now, um, but. Yeah, it's it's the truth, you know. the The confidence is just it's just me telling the truth, and honestly, I feel that way. And I've spent my whole lifetime, you know, elementary, middle school, high school, and then right after I graduated high school, I moved to Arizona, just trained MMA, uh, and went full time pro MMA, and that's been my life. So the truth is, I'm just <laughs> it's been my life. So I'm excited, and I'm ready to just jump in and display my heart, display my mentality, display my physical abilities, and I have fun. I have a great time, and I move different than everybody, and you could even watch if you go on to my Instagram, Kai Matrix, go watch some of my videos. I do crazy flips, so it's a, it's going to be a good show, so anybody that's watching out for me is going to get their money, you know, their money's worth well, Kyler, it's going down this Tuesday night, UFC Fight Pass. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me right here, right now, on Half the Battle. Let the audience know where they can follow you on social media and anything else you want to tell the fans. Go ahead. Yep, that's right. Thanks, David. Uh, Daniel, sorry. Uh, yeah, Kai Matrix, K-Y Matrix. Kyler Phillips, just look me up on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, just take that red pill. Just take it. Learn the truth. <laughs> yes, sir. Good luck. Good luck this weekend, man. Thanks, Daniel. Appreciate it. See you, man. There you have it, folks. John Costaneda and Kyler Phillips. Thank you so much for checking out this very special edition of Half the Battle. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Best Fight Picks. Go to bestfightpicks.com for the plays. Subscribe to Half the Battle on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Stitcher. Shaq and I will be back later this week to break down UFC Mexico, Sergio Perez versus Brandon Moreno. And until the next time, let's cash these bets.